0: News, unparalleled coverage. City News on ninety-seven point three FM. Eyewitness News, be there as it happens. City News.
1: Try. We can go. Yeah, we can go. The recently passed emissions levy bill imposes a hundred percent, one hundred Ghana cedis annual fees on petrol and diesel car owners starting January twenty 2020, twenty, January twenty twenty four. The government aims to encourage environmentally friendly energy use for vehicles, aligning with climate positive actions and carbon offset initiatives. In response. GPRTU has petitioned Parliament urging a reconsideration of the emission levy bill of the emission levy bill. In response, GPRTU has petitioned Parliament urging a reconsideration of the emission levy bill. Abbas Imuro asserts in a City News interview that media reports suggesting, suggesting media reports suggesting a reversal of the affair increments decision are untrue reports. In a response, GPRTU has petitioned Parliament urging a reconsideration of the emission levy bill. Abbas Imuru asserts in a city news interview that media reports suggesting that suggestion mm, suggesting media reports suggesting a reversal of the affair increase decision are untrue. Drivers express their support for GPRTU's decision. Meanwhile, GPRTU's Public Relations Officer Abbas Imoro appeals to the public to accept the fair increase if finalized.
2: In Wa, in the upper west region, Wed 88.3 FM in Zwarungo, in the upper east region, Dasuma 99.1 FM in Yendi, in the northern region, in the Volta region, on Holi 98.5 FM in Aplau, in the eastern region, on right 90.1 FM in Somania. In the Ashanti region, on orange 107.9 FM in Kumasi. If you go to the Bono region, we are on greener 95.9 FM also in Sunyani. In the western region, we are in Takradi on a number of affiliates, including Premier 100.5 FM, Beach 105.5 FM, and Sky Power 93.5 FM. Let's talk for details of our stories now and it's uh, an election year so we do have lots of election-related activities happening. Former President Mahama, who is flag bearer of the NDC, has been moving about the country advertising for his uh, re-election bid. Now, he's actually been doing that and his train has stopped in the Volta region. Lots of people, as is typical with these uh, rallies, would speak at the event. One of the persons who spoke at John Muhammad's rally is the MP for um, Adaklu, who is also the Minority Chief Whip, Gavin Squamia Agboja. He made some statements that have gone viral. We have him on the line. We'll be speaking to him in a bit, but let's first hear what he said. Volta
3: region is ready to protect the ballot. Volta region shall not be a crime scene in 2024. One endless single life to be lost during the election. Mr. President, we are brave people, and I can assure you, anybody planning, you can change the commander at uh, Navy, you can change IGP, you can even make yourself the IGP, the Army commander. If you start putting border region in 2024 and attempt to read the lesson by hurting any one person, I will not tell you what to do, but maybe write your will and everything before you come here. We shall not start any fight. We shall not start any fight because of election. But if anybody starts a fight, we are complete Mr. President, the Electoral Commission has conducted an illegal election during the District Assembly election. The CI 127 is clear. The use of indelible ink is not a discussion. It is a matter of law. In Regulation thirty three two is mandated. And let me read for the avoidance of doubt. See, a mark which shall not be made shall, so far as possible, be permanent, shall be made on the voter. The question is when I went to vote, was a mark made on me? No. But guess what, Mr. President, we promise you. When Parliament resumes, your gallant minority side will take the necessary action against the electoral commission. But we promise, we promise the people of this country that the thinking of conducting 2024 election without indelible ink or closing at 3 p.m. can only happen on our but It will not happen. We cannot support the change of CI-127 to make it possible for Jim Mensah, who I call, an appendage and a few soldiers of NPT to the him. We shall ensure that the voters in this region and every region vote count. Double voting will not happen. Mr. President, we encourage you to work hard in other parts of the country. As a voter region, we can guarantee you we are ready for you. And we shall do everything to make sure you become president. You are the hope of this region, and we are committed to all the policies you are rolling out. In fact, whenever we hear your policies, it's just that even if, if you are hungry, you know that the food coming one day because 24-hour economy is good. The teachers are happy. I am also excited to report to you, Mr. Speaker, Mr. President.
2: So that's Gavin Squammy yeah. Akboja, he's Minority Chief Whip and uh, mp for at He's joined us on the line. You're welcome to Eyewitness News, sir.
4: Good evening, Omaru, uh, and
2: good evening to your cherished place. Good evening. Um, Listening to your sound by there, uh, the things that jump at us, you are brave people in the Volta region, you are not going to allow your region to be used as bloodshed. W- what were you trying to say?
4: Omaru, uh, uh, I know that on record, even yourself and people in your outfit have been attacked by hoodlums in the past. Omaru, eight of our compatriots in this country were murdered during the 2020 election. Are you trying to say that the families, the relations of those individuals, given the opportunity again, will not take steps to protect? They are uh, that loved ones that are currently dead. And there's no effort to seek justice for those people. All I'm trying to say is this, that it was simply because of the election 2020 that people lost their lives. I'm saying that in 2024, no one would allow those hoodlums who murdered innocent Ghanaians because of election to operate anywhere. Unless you want to tell me that because of peace, when we see people murdering people, other innocent people, we should just say that peace means that allow hoodlums, wicked people, to murder people before for, uh, because of election. I don't think that is what you mean. So we are saying we will take every necessary step to protect everybody who is supposed to vote, to vote and let the vote be counted, and whoever wins, that person will be the person to govern us. It's as simple as
2: that. You use the phrase and, legitimate steps, and legitimacy yes. here would be from the courts or the police. Is that what you are preaching? Because it does well, not well, sound like I that's don't what know you intend whether, to
4: do. I don't know whether if you are home and somebody entered your house, begin to butcher your wife, you will be waiting to go to court after he, fi- he finished killing your, your wife. Well, I like unlikely event. I want to believe that you are not suggesting that if you see somebody enter your house, trying to attack your children, your wife, and everybody in your house, you would say that because it's a court, you would fold your arms and wait and go to court later? Is that what you are trying to suggest?
2: What would you do? I,
4: I would have been, of course, you fight back. I would encourage you. Omar Isanda, if anybody enters your house, illegitimately you begin to attack your family, fight back. Save them first before you call the police. Save them first before you go to court. That would be a, a responsible decision to, to be made. Peace does not mean that you should become meek and hopeless in the face of wickedness and senseless attack on your
2: person. When you say anyone planning to attack you on election day should rise their wheels, it means you are planning to kill people on December 7th.
4: Well, are you care? I said something in, uh, in a metaphor, but uh, why are you not worried about those people, Omaru? Do you care about the eight people who have died during the 2020 election? Continue, Omaru. Do you care about those eight people who have been killed and their families? I'm asking you a di- direct, expression. Do you care about them?
2: Are you planning to kill people on the election day of Omar, December 7, do you care
4: 2024? Do the lives of the eight people who were murdered? and their families, who, and as we speak, nobody is seeking justice for them. Do you care about them? If you care, I want to hear you say what you expect the state to do to seek justice for them. Because as, as I said, when you enter, anybody enters your house, enters my house, begins to attack. Or anybody, I go to vote, anybody attacks me, I expect those who are around to, to, to take the necessary steps to stop that person.
2: So, so my, my question is still holds. Are, you,
4: you, you are not worried about those who... Have killed the eight people. You are worried about somebody who is saying that if we find anybody in 20, 2000 and, uh, 2024 trying to kill people, we should protect those people who have been attacked. You are worried about that. Don't you realize that once there's nobody attacking or trying to kill people during the election, there will not be any response?
2: So the question still stands. Um, yes. When you say people who plan to uh, rig the elections of 2024, whether it's an IGP or, a, or an army commander, they should write their will you are presupposing that you are ready to kill people on the election day at the polling station i think one wills one. are written for dead people right so if you say will then we well, know what no, it means I, dead,
4: people don't, dead people don't write will. actually li- living people right
2: yes but so they write it because will. they are going to die
4: well, I mean, the you, don't, you don't write will because you want
2: to die. You write will. There are uh, wills that are written under those circumstances when someone is about to die. They write a will. that happens. I don't know anybody who writes will because they want
4: to die. It,
2: it, it, so no, so there are so so people who, when they are about to die, they write a will. But that's not oh, even um, the um, cons- um, that's, um, no, that's not that's um, not even um, the issue. The issue um, um, is that Honourable, you tomorrow, you,
3: uh, uh, um, 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 I will tell you this.
4: I will tell you Yes, your question. The premise of your question is wrong. I'm saying that The premise Therefore, of my
2: there's question there's is you have said that anyone no, planning no, to rig no, the election no, no, no. should write their Umaru. will before Umaru, coming. Honorable, oh, just a second. Avoiding, just you are a second. Avoiding
3: the obvious.
2: Le- just Umaru, a second. You
3: have
4: been attacked. Let me. You have been attacked. Let me. And I'm saying that. Mm, let, let me just ask a I Let mean, me
2: ask a question. Umaru, you let me ask a question Umaru, then Umaru, no, you can answer. No.
4: no. Umaru, let me respond first. I'm saying that if I'm your next-door neighbor and I see anybody attacking you, I'll come to your rescue. I will not wait for you to be killed before I go to court. I can guarantee you that, because I think I want you to be alive.
2: Thank you for being no a caring neighbour. No
4: matter what justice I get at the court when you are dead, you are no good to your family.
2: Okay, that's fine. So, I appreciate
4: Afon it. Is not promising to fear. We are sounding the warning that those individuals who killed eight people in the election, we are seeing all the things they are doing currently. We are hearing all the things. We heard the, 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 the how do you call it? the Defence Minister, said, uh, uh, I mean, threatening uh, help. Wait! No!
2: Hello? Honorable, oh, I'm losing you. I, I can't hear you. No. Honorable? Hello? No. Honorable, I'm sorry. I, I, I lost you there. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, Honorable? Yes, I'm listening to Yeah, can you hear me? I I lost you momentarily. Yes. Okay, great.
4: Okay, yes, yes.
2: It's understandable. It's understandable. So the, what what was the import of the use of the word will in your in your warning or in your in your, in your statement? Medra. explain explain that please. Sorry, I'm I'm really having difficulties hearing you. So let's try make that point again. I I didn't hear you. Sorry, let me. Let me, I I really am having difficulties. I think we have to try and re-establish connection with you. It's a bit tricky. The line, we have to Gavin He's a member of Parliament for Um Adaklu in the Volta Region. Also recently appointed. Minority whip, um, who is that means he, he essentially is a man in charge of whipping and not literally but NDC members of parliament in the house, making assurances or giving assurances to former president Mahama, who is a flag bearer of the NDC, but also making some statements that we're just trying to understand what he intended to say when he said what he said, uh, where he talks about anyone planning to rig the election should write their own will uh, before coming, and then another part where he says, if anybody starts a fight. Uh, they shall complete the fight for uh, that person. We'll be asking him to explain himself uh, what exactly intended to do. I think we have him back on the line. Let me go back, uh, hopefully, on a better line this time. Honorable Agboja, I was asking you, uh, and I hope this time around we can hear each other, uh, what the import of the use of the word will was when you put it in your sentence. question,
4: actually. I'm saying that if you are a murderer, I'm not talking about you, those who murdered eight people, I'm sure they are probably... The same.
2: Um, it's really tricky here. Uh, apologies. Yes.
4: Can you hear me? Yes, yes. It's, it's really yes. difficult. You got, away, you got away with it in 2020. You might not be that lucky in 2024. So if you are in the full and think the same in 2024, is a good idea to write your will. I don't think that is a threat at all.
2: So, so you are referring to the you are referring to the people who killed the eight people in December 2020.
4: Yes. Because
2: do you, Do you know who those people are?
4: Be- because, as far as I'm concerned, nobody has been arrested. Those people didn't die of that attack, did they? They were murdered. They were shot. They were, they were shot. So, Maru, I'm repeating. If those people who carried those senior crimes are still alive, are thinking of repeating it, maybe. They, they might become victim because people in self-defense, that is as simple as that. What you because have... You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not threatening anybody, but I believe in self-defense, those people might become
2: victims. I see. Um, in 2012, uh, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. In 2012, then-candidate Akufado made the infamous statement of All Die Be Die, where he talks about the fact that ndc thought that you had uh, more violence in you than they did and he said and he referred to the male organ and said both men had two balls each and he said if you brought it on it was going to be all die be die that was condemned by your party condemned by everybody who wanted peace in this country what you have said tonight is the same as what Nanarudan Kwakufado said at the time which you no, condemned, isn't it? No, it's,
4: it's not it? the same. You are, it, you are the one who that. I'm saying that if you come to my house, or I go to the polling station to vote, and you come and attack me, I'll defend myself. How does that compare to all die be dying? I don't want to die. I don't want you to, the, 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 the person who is attacking also to die. So it is the opposite of all die be die. Because I want but to you specialize. talk about wills, and
2: you're not talking about death, and you're talking about a will.
4: Why are you worried about will? You know, if you are not, if you I'm not will, worried. The, I'm,
2: I'm not worried. I'm concerned that you are talking. You are talking, you're telling said, people to are draw up wills. the
4: same person who said that? It is when people want to die that they write will. And I'm saying that. I want everybody to be alive, so there's no need for any will. If you are not going to carry out those things that will result into that, then there's no need to. to but in any case, I'll, write, I'll encourage you and everybody to write a will because you don't write will because you want to die. You write will because you want to understand what happens when you are not not here. So we don't write to you because you want to die.
2: What was the purpose of your use of the word will then? If it is not because of uh, an expectation of death or dying or killing, what was the purpose Umaru, of the use of the Umaru, word will?
4: Umaru, you keep asking me a question. i just ask you one question. You have refused to have, have the, answer the question.
2: Because, honourable, you, you, know, you know, you know, if you if this was the appointments, no, if this was the appointments committee, you could ask questions and answer. No, 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 Unfortunately, no, 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 you no. you don't Umaru, have the Umaru, yes.
4: You are you are a patriotic Ghanian. I ask you a direct question: Do you care about the, the those who the eight people who have died during the? I would want to like, see justice.
2: I would want to see justice for those people. And it's, it's justice, and
4: justice, I, justice, being carried
2: out. That's that's actually do you know, for. Do you know
4: of any process seeking justice for those people?
2: You tell me if there's a prosecution happening in court. I am am not
4: aware. And I'm saying that instead of waiting for more innocent people to die, let's take the necessary step to tell each other, do not go near the the situations that led to the the death of innocent eight people in our country. I want you to focus on what we will do to prevent anybody, including you and I, being hurt, rather than being worried about the so-called... And in fact, Omaru, when the defense minister said that you make an example of an individual, that this is the defense minister who actually controls the army, threatening that he would use somebody as an example for the NDC, as a scapegoat for the NDC, did you call him to ask him whether the defense minister's comment, somebody who is in charge of the army, whether he was threatening to kill people To set example to NDC that more NDC people will be killed in 2024 election.
2: Mm. Honorable Boja, finally, you said if anybody starts a fight on election day, you would help the person complete that fight. Can you explain that too?
4: Umaru, the simple understanding of that is that I am not one of those people who believe that if you slap me, I should turn my day. If you slap my left, I will give you the, the right one to be slapped. I can guarantee you, if without provocation you slap me, I'll slap you back.
2: You are you are, you are a Moses and, person, not a Jesus person.
4: Well, may I, Well, maybe maybe I'm not saying it biblically. Maybe the, all I'm saying is that if there's no initiation of fight, there's no need for a completion of fight. I know. The reason and the only thing, when the entity tells you that they will use uh, strategy, they will use other ways, it is possible to win election. They are telling you that they don't believe that a free and fair election can give them fixes. They'll use other things. And they've tried it in anything. So, Umaru, I don't promise any violence. I don't promise anything. In fact, I don't have any means to initiate or all those. Things. But I am saying that it is a legitimate decision of any reasonable human being in self-defense to take action that will save his of his life and that of his loved one. And I will encourage you to do so. I was very sad when you were attacked. In fact, imagine... Ahmed a uh, family, knew what was going to happen to him. Don't you think that they would have been around him to defend him when those murderers came there? In, eh? in, fact, my, they, they, in fact, you you, you are like—I mean, yeah. none of us is safe. Mm,
2: my my oh, co—my co-uncle Kwame Agboja was attacked. At your party office here in Accra, she had to be off work for close to three months. I'm I'm sure uh, you, I'm sure you've heard about Omar, that too. It Omaru, happened, It did not Omaru, happen from the government Omaru, or the anti side.
4: Omaru, Omaru. Yes. It is by gra- the grace of God in my life. Google right now, Adakur MP car radio with bullets. It is a miracle in my life. So today, I don't know who shot into my vehicle. I am talking about an experience that nearly ended my life in 2017.
2: So if, if, about so, so, so if NDC persons start the fight, like the one they took to m- my colleague here in the studio, you are suggesting that the MPP side should complete that fight for them too? Uh, it's
4: uh, the, the, your colleague who, your colleague
2: who? She's sitting in the studio here. Her name is Akosia Ochoa. She was brutalized by yeah, your, Akosia your Akosia party members. My,
4: Akosia is actually my good friend.
2: Yes, and, and that it
4: was a condemnable
2: action. Good. So the question attack, is, attack, if, is attack, if such attack, a thing attack. happens, if such a thing happens in 2024, December seven, okay. the media uh, Umaru, me person, me the media, analysis. hold on, the media person there, who is attacked by your party goons uh, Umaru. should should Umaru, end the Umaru. fight, and the party, the opposition party, should also complete Umaru. the fight, correct?
4: Omaru, if I'm standing by my very good friend, Akosia, and even you, who is also a good friend, attack her, I'll defend her. That's all I can tell you. If I'm standing near you, who is my good friend? And i post here, and you attack her, I am promising you I'll defend her. I
2: Lastly, you talk about the indelible ink. Are you going to fight it le- through the legislative means, or you're going to the courts, or you're simply going to say on election day, if there's no ink, there'll be no vote. How are you planning to deal with that? Because I've heard you given astronomers.
4: All options are available to us. But I, I just read the law to you. And I know you are, in fact, uh, uh, that you have, you, you understand the law already. What the EC did was illegal. She had no option. It is not uh, how do you call it? Optional. It is not a discretionary. You must necessarily in a public election use an indelible ink. She didn't use it. It's an illegal act. But because nobody talks about it, she is threatening to do the same thing in the 2024 election. And we are saying that we will take all legitimate action.
2: That's what yes, I yes, want to know. Would this be legal action, or you're going to physically insist that it should be done on the election day, or you are going to use the I, parliamentary route? I started route?
4: by saying all options are on the table. Very well. And and and, uh, Umaru, I want you to take this message to the Ele- Electoral Commission. Ever so often, we are worried about people who are victims of the actions of the and actions of the EC, and you don't say anything to admonish her that what she's doing is illegal. What are you? I am a victim here. You are a victim here. The person who is perpetuating the illegality is the Electoral Commission. Instead of you focusing to tell her that your conduct is illegal and, and, and unconstitutional, we are discussing what other people will do. Why are you always uh, uh, make, I mean, making victims feel, uh, I mean, rather uh, sad? The person who has the power and the law in her hand is the Electoral Commission.
2: Let's leave it here. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you very much. That's Gavin Squamia Agboja, his Minority Chief Whip and mp for Adaklu in the Volta region. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. We are interactive. Join us on WhatsApp 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
0: Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash
2: city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Uh, Let's go to some other stories now and this one has to do with the new patriotic party. The party goes to the polls on 27th January to elect parliamentary candidates in constituencies that it has sitting MPs. There has been a call for the protection of these sitting MPs. In fact, the first call was made by the NDC's minority whip deputy, the honorable MP for Banda. He has said that the decision to um, not protect MPs would weaken it. And again, he talks about 18 MPs not going from the MPP side is really worrying for him. Mm But the recent call is made by a member of parliament who was on this show last night. Akosia has that story. Akosia, read really it
5: for us. As the member of parliament for Asante Achim Central, Kwame Animedu Entry has criticised the New Patriotic Party for its alleged failure to protect experienced members of parliament within the majority caucus. Anymedu Entry, who is currently engaged in a highly competitive race for his seat, with the Chief Executive Officer of the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Programme, Kofi Ufusun Kansa, also expressed concern over the departure of 18 experienced Members of Parliament, including Majority Leader Osai Cheymen and the first Deputy Speaker, Joseph Osai Usu, who have opted not to seek re-election in the upcoming MPP Parliamentary primaries. Addressing journalist mister Medu Anymedu-Entry suggested that the NPP should have emulated the National Democratic uh, Congress by protecting experienced members within the caucus.
6: It's unfortunate that Ghanaians have a mentality that if you should serve in Parliament for one term, two terms, you must give way to another person to uh, continue from what you, where you left off. That is a very unfortunate situation. Elsewhere in the UK and whatnot, people go to Parliament and all their experience. People like Chairman Saboos, we need him in Parliament. But he says he's not going again. These are some of the things that are happening. In my constituency, people have planned to say that oh, he's kept long. Let us get a method to remove him. Let's do a press conference. People are paying their way to make sure that people would unseat me through press conferences and all that, but none of them flew. So I, and the more you keep in parliament, it's like wine or whiskey, the older the better. Once you stay in parliament for long, you get to know, look at what the NDC is doing. They protected all the, the, the good materials in the party. And I thought that MPP would follow or copy the the, the example of the, NDC. And I am not saying that here. We have, if you have a whole constituency secretary, orchestrating a diabolic plan to remove a peaceful member of parliament. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. you
5: feel the party hasn't done enough to protect experience in parliament?
6: Well, no, no, not protection directly, because we are a democratic party, and as Democrats, we allow the any person that is interested to contest. But stop lying about the member of parliament because he's he's served for his fourth term, then no you have to come out with lies. And this this is unfortunate. And I I, I earlier on said that my constituency secretary is uh, on record as saying that he will do everything possible to unseat me because I didn't support his candidature as the for the municipal chief executive. So what he's doing now is attributed by malice. He's saying other things in the constituency, West things. But I have spoken to the delegates and I'm very confident, more than confident that I'll win this election.
7: Finally, from Peaceful. me, what do you think the party can do to protect lawmakers in the House?
6: Um I think that as a Democrat party, new patriotic party, what we could do is to have a very Fair and transparent, uh, transparent elections. With that, the experienced ones would come back to parliament.
5: You have the member of parliament for Chem Central, Kwame Animedu NG.
2: Richard Ahyangba is the director of communications of the new patriotic party. Richard, you're welcome to our news.
8: Tomorrow. happy new year.
2: Happy new year to you. Um, does a party consider protecting some of its own in the house of parliament? Is that something that comes up during discussions or is always a no no?
8: Well, uh, thank you, Maru. I think uh, um, it's, it's a very tricky situation uh, because um, uh, if you are doing a democracy, you must be seen to be doing a democracy where uh, the representation of the people uh, emanates from the people. So the people choose who their representatives are. So you allow that. Uh, at the party level as much as uh, the national or the constituency level in the national parliament elections for parliamentarians. So uh, you can short-circuit it. But what other people have done um, and, uh, in other places that people are referring to is that they have a, a rating system, they have a performance measurement system which itself uh, results from the people. So It's uh, internal party polls that uh, the party would undertake to assess the constituents' satisfaction and appreciation for the MPs' work. Um, And then, on the basis of that, know that if they put that candidate up again in another parliamentary election, they, the constituents, will support him, they, the constituents, will work for him to um, generate the vote in the constituency to win a competitive election uh, for the party to have a representation in that constituency. So it's a party effort. So there are two distinct issues there. The principle must be clear that if you are operating a democracy, then it must be a democracy through and through. Um, The second suggestion where is like, okay, well, we have good materials, Um, And I agree with the suggestion that uh, Honorable Chairman Zabozu, Joe Wise, Atacha, Tambuche, even Kennedy Japan, for example, because of his presidential bid, Joe Gatte, because of his presidential bid, are out. Kusiyama Akwata, for example. I mean, individuals who have been there, they've got lifetime experience. Carlos Ahinkra, for example. These are individuals that perhaps uh, if we had some internal measure of performance and satisfaction with their constituents because uh omar when this election is said and done you would find out let's say for example an MP that would win okay you see the people who would vote for him are from the constituency so let's assume that before the primaries are opened up based on a suggestion to protect then the party undertakes the second internal poll to see that In Asantia chimagogo for example, which is the conversation, the MPs' conversation we're having, uh, that constituency, about 60% of the constituents are satisfied with the MPs' performance. That's a constituency, uh, if we had that system, the party can say, look, this is a constituency we are not going to have primaries because... Uh, out of 160% of the people are satisfied with the MP's work. And so if anybody contests it, it's not the probability of the person winning is minimum. So we can do that. So it will not be protection in the sense of the word, but it will be trying to create competition uh for the mps among themselves to save themselves this open primaries by performing and serving their their constituents uh, more effectively so that they don't get exposed to this open contest but for me the the principle um, must be clear that we are in democracy and unless we have this second layer to ensure that the constituents would tell us beforehand that this is the man we want uh, the, the open democracy is uh, for everybody to go and contest and have their constituents elect the best um, is, uh, is is the way to go. But I tell you, I am worried uh, about uh, our, our the state of our bench and potentially some of the uh, senior ones or people, parliamentarians, who might lose their seat. That will cost us in terms of experience. Um, I'm thinking here about... Uh, and MP Honorable Esla Usu, for example, now looking at the, the giants who have left, who would be our front bench, who, uh, I'm thinking about uh, the information minister, I'm thinking about um, uh, what do you call the uh, minister for energy, I'm thinking about the minister for education, serious people in parliament who can get us to be able to lead the debate for us in parliament, exposed to some of this uh, context. I think that uh, the idea that we'll find a way and get a system to make sure that we, we create, not protection, but create a positive incentives for MPs to serve to the best of their abilities, their constituents, so that they are uh, exempted from some of these things it will be a good system for our party to ensure that uh, very effective individuals, such as uh, the 18 that have left and some of the ones that I've mentioned, are not exposed to these uh, wholesale uh, primary elections. <laughs>
2: How do you think the solution can be? Because there seems to be many views towards the idea that if the guy is so good, protect him. And there's another school of thought that these ATMPs who have decided not to contest again may possibly not be doing it because they're tired of parliament, but because they're worried that there's someone stronger and richer in their constituency who's going to remove them. In such instances, where we have... People, for instance, from the establishment, from the presidency, going to contest MPs in the constituency who have been busy working. In fact, there are even allegations that the presidency orchestrates the removal of some of the MPs. These things, can the party, you know, crack the whip on that? Do you care who is going to replace who, for instance, or Sir Chairman Sabo's longest serving currently decides not to go? Do you, as a party, think of who replaces him in that constituency or so far as is an MP representing you don't care no matter who it is.
8: Well, you know, Omar, in the nature of democracy, it's always competitive. So the idea that somebody will compete you, whether I, uh, uh, somebody is supporting him or not, uh, that really is not material because uh, the rest of it is speculation that, oh, this person is orchestrating this. People say that because they feel they have a competition. But uh, that's not, for me, what we should pay attention to. Otherwise, if we're paying attention to that, Umaru, we'll then be the redefining democracy, how? It is, it is for people to determine who their leaders are. So at base level, you open up for people to decide. So that should not be a thing that anybody is worried about. But I get the argument, if we're saying, which I agree with, to say that we have very effective people um, that, for some reason, are not going. Okay? 18 of them. I'm saying I have not heard from them to say that is because uh, I cannot stand any competition coming. That's the reason why. Because I know, for example, Nabot Dambuche, for example, uh, cannot say that somebody, I mean, you cannot say that somebody intimidates him out of contesting. He may have made that decision himself, and I understand in his constituency, somebody he's nurtured, somebody who, who works for him, somebody he's confident in is who the constituency is supporting or who is likely to win to become uh, the, the MP in his stead. You cannot say, uh, I, would say, I, would say I would say, Chairman Sabunsu, he's been intimidated out of it, uh, or Joe, Joe Wise is intimidated. Here. These are individuals of repute, of capacity, uh, and of p- strong public acceptability that any day if they want to run, they will, they will run. But in democracy, there's no guarantee. You cannot say that I am the man and I must be voted for. That's why it's a democracy. It's a choice of the people. And at the end of the day, the people must be allowed to make that decision. So I'm saying, for example, the, the allegation that somebody is orchestrating somebody, uh, that is just talk for people because maybe one thing is against them or the other. Uh, that should not be part of the conversation. But is it the expectation that a party should create a certain system? Uh, I I I think I agree, but my worry for that suggestion will be what system is it? And to what extent is it going to impact the basic allowance of democracy to prevail? If it is a system, an arrangement that will affect Uh, true and true uh, practice of democracy, then that will not be the system we want. But if it is so that we can drive a certain performance, and so that we can have beforehand this constituency the people determining we want Mr. A, and so therefore allowing a contest for the sake of democracy will be counterproductive because the people have made their choice in principle, then I think that's the way to go, and we can implement that to drive uh, positive output uh, amongst our MPs. But right now, Omar, um, I will admit to, you, I'm worried uh, in this contest to say that if any of our sitting MPs uh, don't return, uh, we'll, we'll struggle because the, the the class of MPs that would have in the 2025 uh, Parliament, or be the ninth Parliament, I suppose, that would be very difficult for us to have mm. the bench. Uh, be solid as we we've had it, or the MPP uh, w- would like to have it to be able to push uh, government agenda. Because I know you know that we're winning the election uh, in, on December
9: seventh.
2: Finally, what's happening in Asantia Achim Central? Um, do you have a comment on that? That your your one of your aspirants there was arrested by the special prosecutor yesterday, and the allegation from his side is that he was reported to. Or he was reported to the OSP by the incumbent MP. Um, it looks like an ugly scene in there. Do you have a comment?
8: Yeah, certainly, Omaru. I think that the special prosecutor is um, uh, working. We want him to work. I support him to work. But he need to sanitize his approach a little bit. Uh, the days where these kinds of uh, siege attack and the rest of it uh, is in the past. It's a democracy. Invite the gentleman who come, come, um, whatever the concerns are. I think that you can have a, a civil democratic conversation about it. You have done ABCD, and we think that that, you know, is is in contravention of the law. And have a conversation on how to deal with it. But these kinds of uh, uh, populist uh, uh, invitations or attacks and the rest of those, uh, I think that they, they are things of the past. But I, I, from what I understand, the gentleman... Uh, has gone there, maybe acquitted himself to the satisfaction of the OSP. I don't know the next stage of that, but I, my understanding is that the issue has been dealt with. Um, it's, it's all for the best of our democracy. We encourage all the institutions to work, but they must understand that they, they need to sanitize their approach so they don't create these public spectacles, the appearance of something uh has, has happened, which perhaps may not be the magnitude the, the process of the invitation will generate for the public. It creates a uh, very negative, uh, you know, public perception of the individual and of the process. So I think that uh, I'm happy he's gone home. If there's any further investigation, that should be done. But a, a special prosecutor should sanitize the way he does his work.
2: Thank you so much for speaking to us. Richard A. is Director of Communications of the New Patriotic Party. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
0: The wait is over. It's the clash of titans. The Total Energy's African Cup of Nations Cote d'Ivoire 2023 is here. And as part of this year's competition, all Total Energy service stations will go into 100% football mode. So drive to selected service stations and kickstart your year with lots of amazing giveaways. This is our way of supporting our gallant black stars. So starting Sunday, 14th January, when you buy fuel or lubricants from selected Total Energy Energy service stations on Ghana match days, you instantly win amazing branded souvenirs. Let's celebrate the passion of football together and win lots of gifts during the 2023 Total Energies African Cup of Nations. Remember, promo is valid while stocks last. Visit our social media pages Total Energies GH for more information. Terms and conditions apply. Let's live football together.
5: You all come back. Now, Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Japamesa says the current power outages in Ghana do not warrant a load-shedding timetable. Despite the prolonged periods of power cuts experienced nationwide, including and intensification this week social media users have been calling for a load shedding schedule to plan the activities Andrew Messer speaking on the City Breakfast show says Ministry of Finance has approved a 10 million sum to settle GNP's debt to West African Gas Pipeline Company and as a result Ghanaians should not expect a formal load shedding schedule The do so as me,
9: you and I know it Okay, it was a power change that stretched for in excess of three years. In fact, it was four years, between 2012 and twenty sixteen, where because of some pipeline damage from Nigeria, the government at the time couldn't buy alternative liquid fuel to power our pump largely. And so we slept in darkness for four years. Uh, What had happened over the past few days uh, is that some... Obligation owed by GMPC to WAPCO uh, was an issue. Uh, WAPCO threatened GMPC made some initial payments. It uh, wasn't satisfactory. Uh, we requested the Ministry of Finance to top up. how uh, had to go through some approval process. And as of yesterday evening, uh, following uh, WAPCO's uh, withdrawal of their services, the Ministry of Finance has approved the sum of $10 million to pay for the uh, uh, part of of, of that debt uh, and so uh, that was the hiccup that we had encountered which then led to outages over the past few days but that has been resolved yesterday night what cool services was restored and that was accordingly moved from the west to the east to power plants in the east uh, and, and so there, there's no doing so to warrant a shadow so based on the payments made you can confirm that the outages we experienced for the past three days are over so today, 11th of January, there will be no
2: outage.
5: 100%. You heard the Deputy Energy, Energy Minister, Andrew Japa speaking on the City Breakfast Show.
2: Let's talk about Galamse now. We are told that uh, police have clashed, or police members have clashed with Cocoa Board Anti-Illegal Mining Team. We are told that over 10 police officers from Obuasi District Command in the Ashanti region this afternoon clashed with the Cocoa Board Anti-Illegal Mining Task Force at Brofoyedro in the Ashanti region over police involvement in illegal mining activities at Old Atatam, Old Atatam in the Formina district of the region. Uh, let's hear from Professor Michael Quatin. He is the head of the Anti-Illegal Mining Unit at Cocoa Board. Prof, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much. First of all, what is this uh, Anti-Illegal Mining uh, Task Force by Cocoa Board? Okay.
10: You know, um Galamse activities or illegal mining activities in the country uh, is also affecting cocoa. And because of this, management has set up a uh, to ensure that, or to come out with measures to prevent, if not eradicate, at least to prevent further destruction of our cocoa uh, farm. And so that is the main reason why this death you know, uh, has come to come in place. And um, we are putting in place a number of measures. And as part of the measures, cocoa Board, you know, we have a law that um, prevents people from desto- destroying cocoa trees. That is the Economic Protection Act. Um, it was passed in 1970. Now, even though enforcement uh, wasn't enough, so people are not aware of this law. Mm-hmm. Now, Cocoa Board is enforcing this law. So we are going around advising farmers, um, giving them details about the law as to what to do, so that people will not go about destroying our cocoa farms.
2: Okay, now tell us what happened this afternoon then.
10: Yes, so as part of our you know, um, activity for the, uh, for the month, we are now in Ashanti region, going around sensitizing farmers. Um, about the measures that we've put in place. Uh, Today we went to Formula District. Um, There's a town called Bofiedo. Uh, When we got there, our officers asked us to visit a village called uh, Old Akitim, that they were mining at that village, destroying our cocoa farms. So we went there, and lo and behold, there were excavators all around destroying cocoa farms. We met the farmers and then had a discussion with them. It was revealed that um, every week, police with their team, uh, their um, task force, will come and then take some money from the people, those who are not able to to provide. They will take your uh, part of the excavators, the control board and all that. And then when you go for it with your money, then they give it to you. So this has been the uh, something that is going on in the in the village. You know, a few minutes after this, we were informed that the police are uh, they are around because today is the day that they are supposed to come. They are around. Um when we finished and we were about to leave, we met them on the way. We were trying to find out for the what is going on. And then they said, Oh, let's move forward uh to the main road so that we can have uh discussion. When we got there, they drove off. I mean, they didn't want to have any engagement with us. We were following them. One of our cars was in front of their car. When we got to barrier, you know, they stopped our car. And so the police couldn't, you know, um, go through the checkpoint. We all stopped there. And they got annoyed. That's why the car has blocked them. They started, you know, trying to have... um,
2: consultation with us the hello sir i'm sorry uh we we just lost professor michael Quartin there He is head of the anti-legal mining unit at Cocoa bot he was narrating to us um a spectacle that occurred between his team um and some police personnel we'll be trying to get more from him and share that with you later this is eyewitness news on 97.3 City FM. Let's go to Kosia uh, now for some other stories.
5: The Eastern Regional Parents and Teachers Association of Senior High Schools have contracted the services of some private tanker operators to provide water to senior high schools which have been affected by the Ghana water Company's disconnection exercise over debts owed them according to the Eastern Regional PTA it has taken up the matter to ensure that contact time wasted batch of water before going to class is reduced.
2: This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Up next, we bring you the latest in the world of business. And then on Point Blank, we are going to the new face in the Dom Kwabinya constituency. She's joining us for a conversation on why she thinks neither Sarah Safo nor Michael Quaid Jr. should be the MPP candidate for the constituency. We'll talk to her. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
0: Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag Eyewitness News. Get into the details. Every significant financial transaction. Every market movement. And all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed.
5: Time now for City Business News and Eyewitness News brought to you by GCB Bank PLC. GCB Personal Loan, make that big move and dream a reality. My name is Akosia Otre. Let's settle for the details. The Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT, has assured of protecting pensioners against the rising cost of living while sustaining the scheme. This comes after SNIT increased monthly pension payments by 15% in line with its 2024 indexation rate. Following the review... All valid pensioners on the SNIT's pension payroll as of the end of 2023 will have their monthly pensions go up by a 10% rate plus a redistributed flat amount of 79 Ghana cities, 10 pesos. All the minimum wage pensioner would receive 409 Ghana cities, 10 pesos as a result of the increase while the maximum pensioner is paid in excess of 186,000 cities joseph poku is the chief actuary at snit so what
11: goes into indexation four main factors the first is we project the wage inflation and this year the wage inflation have been projected to be 20 percent. the number two factor is to also find the cpi which we call the inflation so the projection for this year 2024 was uh, set at 23.16 the third is the liquidity ability of the of the fund to pay and the last one which is to me the most crucial one is the long-term sustainability of the scheme now having considered all these four factors ladies and gentlemen it's my singular honor to announce to you that we came to a rate of 15 percent for 2024 that's going to apply to all pensions in payment overall now i said overall because are you going to pay this to everybody no we want to be able to redistribute so that those who are on the low pension bracket will be cushioned. Because we have to apply the 50% to everybody. Those who are having higher, higher who, have score, who are getting 169,000 uh, or 70,000, I going to get 50% increase.
5: Joseph Poku is chief actuary at the Social Security and National Insurance Trusts Net. Now, the Cybersecurity Authority has barred cybersecurity service providers, establishments and professionals without licenses from operating in Ghana. This stern action comes on the back of the December 31, uh, 2023 deadline set by the authority to sanitize the cyberspace. In a statement released today, the Cybersecurity Authority expressed this commitment to enforce the stringent provisions in the Cybersecurity Act 2023 Act 1038. It also warned that entities violating the laws will face criminal prosecutions and administrative penalties where applicable. Finally, as part of moves to establish a coherent data system of businesses to help inform economic policies, the Ghana Statistical Service says it is embarking on an integrated business establishment survey. According to the Ghana Statistical Service, the economic census, which takes off from January 15, is crucial in ensuring a better understanding of the economy. Speaking of the training for field workers in Accra, government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnain urged businesses to avail themselves for accounting to consolidate a set of registers for economic growth. Well, that's it for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was brought to you by GCB Bank PLC. GCB personal loan make that big move and dream a reality. My name is Akosia Otre. Up next is Point Blank.
0: Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
2: This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. I am Omar Rusanda Amadeus. I'm 27 minutes to 1900 GMT. On Point Blank tonight, we are going back to the new patriotic party's internal elections. 27th January, the party goes to the polls in constituencies that it has sitting MPs to choose new candidates for the elections. 18 sitting MPs have decided not to run. But the rest are all going. And they are facing competition. Some are going unopposed. One of the MPs facing competition is a, well, a Kwabinya Member of Parliament, former Minister for Gender, Children and Social Protection, Sarah Adwa Safo. She was also Deputy Majority Leader. She's been contested by Mike Okwe Jr., who was her challenger in the last primaries, where she won narrowly with just eight votes. And I recall her crying after that victory. But that's not all. This time around, apart from Michael O'Quinn Jr., Sarajua Safu also has another competitor. Call her a new force in Dom Khabinyan. Sheila Sechi, that's the name. So, Sheila Oponsechi is my guest on Prime Blank tonight. You're welcome, madam.
7: Thank you very much. How are you? I'm really doing well. How are you doing? I'm
2: fine. I've seen your posters, but I don't know you. Who are you?
7: Well, my name is Sheila Oponsechi. I'm a lawyer by training and profession, and I currently work as strategist at the Office of the First Lady. I have worked at the Dutch Embassy as a private sector and trade policy advisor. I've also worked with the World Bank um, Project, GSDF, as a consultant, and I've worked as a lawyer with Eskiboefo and Co. I've also worked as an administrator with Visit Scotland in the Aberdeen office. And I'm married. I have three kids, and I'm a Christian.
2: I see. Interesting. That's a short bio. I like it. I like it's crisp. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you you said you had a Dutch embassy, Award, trade? Yes, please. So you are a trade expert.
7: Yeah call me that i am a trade expert
2: what's the problem with our trade sector
7: oh i think um there's a there, i mean we've we've come a long way our trade sector in ghana has come a long way but there's work to be done there's always work to be done um i was just with a group of um businessmen from china and they were talking to some members of Guta mm-hmm. um just this afternoon i mean a few hours ago actually and one of the things that I mean, they had a nice conversation, and then something that one of the Ghanaian businessmen said said to me on the side is like, "Oh, these people come, and then before you know it, um, they've gone behind us, and they're assessing the markets themselves." So mm-hmm. I think there there are issues there with our manufacturing, with helping our business um, our businessmen to do much better. I think that there's a, a lot has been done. A lot has been done. We've mm-hmm. achieved. We've made some significant gains, but. I always like to say that we can always do better. There's always um, room to to ex- to do more. Mm. So definitely, yeah.
2: You you belong to the New Patriotic Party.
7: I am a New Patriotic. Party.
2: The party com- campaigned on from taxation to production. It appears that the opposite is what's happening. What do you think went wrong?
7: Um, first off. I don't think we've re- um, we've we, nega- we reneged on our on our on our promise to. Increase, oh, you did.
2: You said that you're not going to production. tax us. You are going to produce for us. You are rather taxing us.
7: <laughs> but but I would just like to say that we we know um, the problems we've had with COVID nineteen. We know the issues, the global issues that we, challenges that we are facing. I mean, just yesterday on CNN, I was watching, and I realized. Um, people in Europe are complaining that shipping costs have gone up because apparently they can't move goods from Asia to Europe by the Mediterranean. They now have to come down through Africa before they go all the way back up to, say, Rotterdam. So that's costing them a but lot. But that has so
2: got nothing to do with COVID?
7: It's got to do with conflicts. I mentioned the conflicts okay. that we are facing globally. Mm. So but that's a recent one, the Israel we one. Had the, we had the Ukraine-Russian one and then we're having this Israeli one. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is, is that Uh, there are are really significant global upheavals that has made things quite difficult for everybody around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think in Ghana, we are doing relatively well, given the situation.
2: Let me ask you a hypothetical question. If you were a member of parliament, and then an NDC minister for trade came to the House and said it was bringing an ally that would regulate the import of a number of goods including Yamadia what would you what would be your argument your debate would you be in support or against
7: regulated That's a never the ally to, to
2: yeah to ensure to
7: ensure we produce Yamadier locally
2: did you follow the debate recently that's that's serving as a basis for my question
7: i mean um yes it's i think we we must definitely regulate some things we must definitely help our industries to grow it's in everybody's um interest to do that. And, um,
2: Even when the industry, we don't have the capacity.
7: So we have to build the capacity. That's where I'm coming to. It's in everybody's interest to, to make sure that we're, we're using homegrown and we're making um, use of our own businesses and, and helping people do better. But we have to build our capacity. Uh, Umaru, I, I've, I've worked as a development professional for years, and what I do know, what I do know from experience is that you have to be deliberate about everything. You can't leave things to chance and assume that the, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we we all live in this life, and we know you can't control every single thing. But the things that you have a chance to to work on, you should be very deliberate about what you do, and um, and, and 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 look forward to a good outcome. You know, so um, yeah, you have to grow. The local industry, and you have to be very, very deliberate about that. You don't leave it to chance, you have to, to measure, give the time, use your best experts, put your best foot forward all the time. But, but here's the case your
2: government has not fixed the fundamentals, and yet you are bringing an ally to prevent importation of these materials. What do you make of that?
7: Um, I am sure, I am sure we are working on the fundamentals. I'm sure you see, sometimes too, I think sometimes too, you really have to take a decision you know and then make sure that you you work towards that sometimes you have to start with the end in sight okay um, and make sure you work towards that so that's definitely something to do and I, I and I think um farmers in general and livestock I mean this this should be a happy time for them and they should um take up the challenge take up the challenge okay. and 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 put the government to task you work
2: in the office of the first lady yes what do you do there what are your specific roles
7: well i'm a strategist so that means putting together plans and programs and making sure they're executed and achieved
2: so are you a government employee i am
7: a. Government or you
2: are employee. a first lady employee i
7: am a government employee
2: so you are but are you an appointee at the presidency i am an
7: appointee at the president so when
2: the list of people working at jubilee house sent to parliament your name is on there
7: my name is on there yes. oh,
2: okay and your specific designation is what advisor to the first lady or strategic advisor
7: advisor to the first lady but you know the the details that the devil is always in the details so So what are some of the things
2: you do for the first lady
7: well you know most first ladies um come in and they have to use the channel of a foundation to achieve the things they want to achieve Mm -hmm. and luckily for us this particular first lady mrs rebecca kufado she really wanted to champion the well-being of women and children So we put together a strategy that would look at the empowerment of women, empowerment of girls, we'll look at the health issues surrounding women and children, their education, and then also um, um, focus on economic empowerment of women um, generally. And then other things, you know, other odds and bits that, that add up to that, like nutrition, like um advocacy for cancer for instance so if, if you would um i think everybody knows about the famous projects that she's done mm. like the Confanossi cheating hospital mm. her work has significantly reduced um, mother uh, maternal and and and, 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 mortality. and mortality and 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 infant mortality as mm-hmm. well same in kolibu you okay. know to years and years of kolibu being the biggest hospital in ghana we didn't have um um an ICU for kids, so a pediatric ICU, and she, she's she been able to do one. Mm. And then a cancer hospital for Kolebu as well. And then in addition, maybe something that's less talked about, but very important also is the libraries that she's built all over the country. You know, she's built about 15 libraries in communities that did not have any libraries at all. And these libraries tend to be like a hub for families and children to learn and so on. Not not everybody has the space um, quiet space for learning after school and 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 the libraries have actually incited kids in these schools or in these communities to start up their own reading clubs which is a beautiful addition that um we didn't even start thinking about mm-hmm. um, um from our end but which the children and their teachers themselves have come up with so kudos to them so is
2: she the one who told you to go and contest Don kawinyan
7: Of course not, I'm an adult So who
2: told you to go and contest? I'm
7: an adult, Imaru, I'm I'm 40 plus, I have three kids I know, but I kept hearing
2: that you are the first lady's candidate And so maybe I thought she sat with you and like, and maybe I would be out there Contest, mami.
7: She doesn't
2: even speak fancy. Okay, okay, yeah. Contest no gene. I can no, no, no,
7: no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no,
7: no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no,
7: I have been. I, I'd. I'd like to. I'd like to consider myself as somebody that's been raised by the party or gone through the party ranks. I've been um, an NPP member ever since I could remember. I think most, for most of us in the NPP, you're, you're born into it. I'm one of those, and I. I remember very well when the ban on political parties w- was lifted. My mother would go with me to every single rally that was held in Accra. So maybe that's where. Um, so your mother was political. Very much so. yes. Yeah. your father she still too. Is. He's a reverend. He was quite political, but you know, when you're a reverend, you mm, you always think Okay. And you have to be in the middle so that you can gather all of God's children together. <laughs>
2: whether, NDC and or them,
7: whether NDC or MPP or okay. CPP, and march them to heaven. So okay. that was his life calling, his life's calling. Um, and then I, I so did your mother joined, hold
2: a party position?
7: Oh no, she didn't. She, she, didn't, she okay. didn't. Yeah,
2: but she just loved the MPP.
7: Absolutely,
2: and she put a love in you.
7: Yes, and I, I think it's a thing in the family. I mean, it's it's from when the NPP was perhaps UGCC became... Okay. So it's from the whole part. tradition. It's been the whole tradition. You okay. know, the name's changed, but the tradition and the and the philosophy has remained the same. So in K, at KNUSC when I went to Tech first year, I joined TESCON. I was an active member of TESCON. And then I became um, the Ashanti Regional Secretary for TESCON later on. And then um, after school law school traveled a bit um came back and then i I've, I've also worked twenty sixteen I worked um uh, very hard um, during the campaign season. I was part of the administrative and logistics team at the national level and twenty twenty of course with the first ladies' campaign team so um I think um if you're looking at people who've grown through the party i am one of those people who's you know
2: but you've never contested a party position before, have you?
7: No, no, no. Aside from the Tescon one, I've never the te- contested. The Tescon
2: oh, was a contest, the regional secretary, that one was a contest and you won. But you have not contested polling no. station or uh, well, constituency at the or anything? Well, I'm the polling station,
7: women's organizing now, at Balloon Gate, Kwa
2: But you didn't contest that? It, no. Okay, oh, it's not contested? Oh, I, it's, I don't understand how the structure is, so I just...
7: So let's talk about the what will be what, what, let's talk about Domin No, Dom
2: Kwa Benia is what we are talking okay, about. We want okay. to know what you have done for Dom Kwa Benia. Well So if you what, are um, if you're a polling station women organizer, I want to know whether it's a it's a position that you contested and won or you were appointed or you were chosen, how did it happen? That's what I want to know.
7: I was appointed. Oh, okay. And and then if you're asking about my what I've done for Dominicwa
2: why uh, are you interested in the subject of? Oh uh, no, I have, mean, go
7: on. I thought you wanted to ask what I've done. Yeah, so Dome I just—is
2: that not a position you it held in Dom It's a position Krabine. I
7: hold. I currently you hold. You currently yeah, hold yeah, that in, in Dom Kabinya. So
2: what do you do for the party at that place?
7: What do I do for the yeah, party? Yeah, as, as women organizer as women for the organiser. polling station. Well, women, as a woman organizer for your polling station, you're supposed to organize the women. Around your polling station. So, per party rules, the job of a polling station executive is to work at the grassroots level within your polling station. So, that is the work that I fundamentally have to do. Okay. I have gone further by working for the party throughout the community. Um, not just, um, I haven't um, um, been just at my polling station working, but throughout the community. So, I have been working with the schools, um, with the GES and, and GA East. Um, I've done a lot of things with girls' empowerment because I truly believe in women you and girls. You're catching them young. Oh, I think it's very, very important. I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: So, do you hail from Don Kwabinya or you live in Don? I live in
7: Dom I've been living there since 2008. Wh- which part? Also oh, yourself. Yeah, so where's Reggie your polling Manuel station? Where do you vote? I vote at House of Praise.
2: That's where you vote. That's where I vote. So you are a true blue person I in am the constituency. I am a true blue
7: person.
2: Why do you think you should be the parliamentary candidate?
7: Um it's time you know, I always say twenty twenty four, the elections that we have coming up, it's um it's a big one for us. We are definitely going to break the eight. And we need fresh energy, fresh vision, new direction. We need to, um, we need to sort of like um, energize our base in a, in a very different way. It's it's very different from any other election that we've gone to. And I think the time is ripe now for Domi Cabrinha to have a new face, fresh energy, fresh vision, new direction, um, something different from what we've always done because this is very different from what we've always done. Mm. So, Sheila, upon I really, I, I know that I have what it takes to to make sure that we maximize our votes and our efforts in Domi Kwa-benia to to break the eight. We are breaking the eight from Dumiqwabinya. Okay.
2: You keep saying you need a new face. What's wrong with your old face or the current face?
7: Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with um with um old or current. But it's time for change. It's so time just for changing
2: freshness. because you want to change because because if there's because if it's not broken you don't fix it. What, what has um, what is broken about Sirajasa for your incumbent MP?
7: Well, in Domi Kwarbenya, currently we need to energize our base by bringing our party together. So we do have so a lot of disunited? work. Your united. Oh, not so much about being disunited or... You said you want to bring not. it together. We need, to, we need to bring our party together. We need to bring but our party together and energize the if it's not, if it's not divided,
2: you don't you bring You know after,
7: after you've been in power for um, eight years, uh, the reason that a lot of pundits or a lot of um, commentators will say that most parties or most governments have to leave after eight years is that there's apathy within the party within their base. Mm -hmm. That is a cause for, you know, a lot of the losses that um, we've seen along the way. And in order to reduce that apathy significantly or do away with it, you need to change your tactics. You can't use the same old tactics that you've used over time. And a significant part of changing your tactics is changing the way you do things is
2: your apathy not because of maybe apathy from constituency executives they run the party right what has a member of parliament got to do with that if you want to reorganize your base energize you you should have gone for youth organizer or organizer of your constituency that's when you can do that
7: i know i'm a better fit to be member of parliament or parliamentary candidate than youth organizer or, or any of the other positions that um may be available um, currently. But um, what, you, what I was saying before is that it is time, Domi Habinya is the biggest constituency or the largest constituency in Ghana as we speak, per the last um, um, uh, um, registration exercise that EC did, not just last one. I, yeah. and, then, and then also for the NPP, it's a stronghold for the NPP. So it is a very important seat for our party It's a very important seat for the NPP. And I think that now that we need to break the eight, we need a candidate who's ready to bring everybody together on board, release all the energies that we can, create the synergies that are necessary to ensure that we maximize our votes in Domi I'm
2: not pitching you against your MP, but you are seeking to take her seat, so it's fair to... A few of the questions to you in that regard What has she not done That you wish to come and do Or what has she done that you think is wrong Which you are coming to undo Otherwise, what's the point of bringing you To replace her? That's the question
7: Okay, the point of Sheila Oponsechi being Elected as the Parliamentary candidate for the NPP In Domekwabena Is because Sheila is ready to work Sheila is a unifier Sheila presents a neutral new force new vision fresh energy that is needed and required at this time to ensure that we maximize our votes and um, retain our seats increase our votes in order that we break the eight.
2: and you do not think that that can be done with your current MPR post I
7: know that Sheila Ponsichi can I know that I Sheila Ponsichi can do that that I know for sure
2: but you don't know if the others can
7: I can only speak for myself, and that is what I'm doing right now.
2: Mm. What does the constituency look like uh, currently in terms of the possibility of winning the parliamentary seat? Are you suggesting that without your face on the ballot, the party is bound to lose Don Quabina?
7: I know that we need a candidate that is ready to work, to do the footwork that is required ready to work with everybody bring everybody together so that we are able to to together united we are able to release all the energies you that keep we
2: using can. united how broken is the party in Dom oh
7: i'm talking about unity i'm not talking about i'm i'm i'm, I'm an optimist tomorrow i, I know but if
2: the party <laughs> if, if there's no disunity there can't be unity right if you can you can, you oh, have, you can have
7: you can have, you can have you can have money and have more money. Isn't that the case?
2: So you have unity and you are preaching for more unity.
7: Absolutely. You can have a good thing because and have Because you are making better. it sound
2: as if there's no can, unity in you your party. You can have good
7: and have better and you can have best. So okay, let me can, ask you. Are your constituency going?
2: executives on talking terms with each other? Of course they are. Are your constituency executives and your MP on talking terms? Of course they are. So what unity are you trying to look for? How about your polling station, branch executive? Are they all united with uh, each other?
7: Of course, we are family. So, no, what's, because need, it seems
2: like unity is a, an integral need, part yes, of your yes, campaign, yes, but yes. I'm trying to get why you want. What
7: we need right now, I I, I mentioned earlier, tomorrow After eight years, there's definitely some level of apathy. Mm. So, uh, it's, it's almost like teaching an old dog new tricks. It's mm. uh, it's it's a lot tougher. You know, you might as well. You know, um, so what we need right now is that freshness. Mm. That novel, that that novelty, that that uniqueness, mm-hmm. that a new candidate, that vibrancy, that a new candidate, that excitement, that mm-hmm. a new candidate. What
2: about the experience break? that is required? Um, the experience would come from longevity in parliament, longevity in the constituency. Your current MP took over from Professor Michael Kui, a very experienced man at the time. She took over. We saw what she did in 2012. She stood up and fought, and then. I mean she was promoted in parliament made deputy majority leader she became minister of state and all of those and she has a lot of experience on her hands between experience and a new face which one do you think your constituency needs and which why, why you
7: know luckily for Dominic Hibenya I don't just come as a new face I've had years of experience working um, within the party outside as a professional and so I have what I have what it takes to make sure that we represent that I represent Domikoh Benya as well as it ought to be represented. Mm. And I definitely have what it takes to build on all the good work that's been done by those who've gone ahead of me and and, and do better because they've done great and I will build on it to do much better. When we
2: look at the analysis they say Adra Safo's father is a pastor, she has followers in there, they'll vote for her. Michael Kwe Junior's father was a former MP, he has followers, they'll vote for, for him. Who are the ones who are going to vote for Sila?
7: The people on the ground, the NPP family who I've been talking to, I've taken pains to start working. One of the things that I've started doing and, and I have done quite well is to visit people in their homes one on one. I've done a lot of door to door. I've covered um, more than half of the, delegates, the total delegates um, present. And the aim of that is not just to sell my campaign message, but to start building our family from the ground up in, and foster that unity, that excitement to be an NPP member because we know that whatever we do, we need to kill apathy mm-hmm. in order to, 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 to do the work that we, we want to do for but, our party in Dominica. But these
2: party people you speak to are the same people that I referred to from the two camps. And again, they have done it before it was a fierce contest they are known by the delegates are you sure that you can match up
7: yes i have a message for domiqua benya mm-hmm. that i picked up from the delegates themselves as i've gone around speaking with them a message for unity for freshness for new direction new vision um uh, uh um releasing our energy so that we can reduce apathy, mm-hmm. and then also looking to seek the welfare of the constituents. And I've demonstrated to them that I'm ready to work with the community, participate actively in the community. So, for instance, um, currently I have a project that's running that we call Light Up DKC. Um, by Light Up um Kwa constituency, we are placing street lights in dark corners, especially in places where women sell and where families are bound to to move, to hover around or move around so that they are safer um, about how
2: many street lights have you done
7: oh off the top of my head um i'll have to double check but i think i'm um, now i follow the team for you a can bit, give me an estimate then, you don't have oh, to give me a specific maybe, maybe we've done maybe we've done close to 150 it's possible we've where done do you get the money to from to do that um when, when you want to do politics, you need to find people who are like-minded. Mm, but when you work with to. the
2: president or you work at the office of the president and you spend money like that... The thinking is that you are, people, you are using, you are chopping that's, our money. That's,
7: that's what people like to say. It's not. It's not true. It's, not it's true? No, no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely. There's no truth to Your that. Your critics at
2: all. say that you are spreading money in the constituency and that you're hoping money is what would win for you, ah, and that you're taking money I, from I, the I presidency to. to do that.
7: I want to. I want to. Um, I think. I think that's funny. I think one of the things that a lot of them started saying um, was that, where well, am I going to find the money to run?" And I kept telling people, "I don't believe." it's it's is it's it's only about, of course you need to buy fuel for your car and and um help out with volunteers and stuff like that but i think if you have the work ethic and the right message and you're focused and you know what you do and you have the experience i don't think it's a, it's a thing that you throw money at people and all of a sudden they turn up to to vote for there's you. a
2: controversy that someone went to provide christmas gifts and the osb yesterday invited him did you give Christmas gifts to your delegates?
7: I had this? a Christmas party. Oh
2: wow! I hope yeah yeah, party, yeah yeah. I'm
7: yeah. a I'm a I'm, you know I'm, my mother is gone. my mm. father is um, Bruno from in Kranze Numa. So uh, the guy in me, we like to party at the slightest thing. So we had a nice Christmas party. There will be kinky yeah, and things, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, there was no kinky. There was food fight. I don't quite like kinky. But then you so
2: can no, goddess. We have to question. Yeah, uh, maybe you can. question know you otin. You know you otin. Otin shino.
7: Otin shino. That's what my my otin. Comey, we call it otin.
2: Yeah. No, no. But when they were leaving, you give them envelopes, small small envelopes.
7: There were no envelopes. You can. You didn't give them money. No, no,
2: no. So you are not giving. If don't give money, who we know?
7: We had. Remar, maybe you can come and help me. And no, you have the, to buy voodoo. And then the OSP will arrest you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Finally, what was the one thing that you want to do in Domkwabnia if you became candidate and eventually became MP? What's one thing that you want to be remembered for?
7: Uh, that I worked hard, that I, I, I helped my community, that I left my mark and... And everybody had a feel of it. So, Maru, one of the key things that I have been telling my, my pledge to Domi Benya has been that we are going to establish funds. A welfare, we're going to have a welfare scheme that would focus on education, mm-hmm. on health, on helping our old people, and then on women and, and youth and economic empowerment. So we are going to have that fund. And we are also going to work very, very out. I, I am a person. I'm a very, I'm a very communal person. So, we're going to work closely with our community actors and all the stakeholders there. I've already started doing it mm. with the schools, with the work with the schools, training of women to acquire skills and et cetera, working with trade associations like the hairdressers, like the tailor and dressmakers associations, and and just being present for, okay. for, 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 for the community.
2: Wish you all the best on 27th January, and thank, thank you, you for joining much. us for Paramount. Thank Land. you. Grateful. So, so that's Sheila she uh, She's a parliamentary hopeful. Parliamentary candidate hopeful for the MPP in the Domkwabinyan constituency. My name is Umaru Sandamado. This has been Eyewitness News. I did this with Akosia Autry production by Kobna in Beverly London and Sami Biafe. Technical support from Daniel Squashi. We'll be back tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. New media support came through from Daniel Anyoriga. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.
0: And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City
6: 97.3. City
0: 97.3. Accra. The city is alive on 97.3.
7: Sister Sister is proudly sponsored by Gino. Gino truly cares.